Awesome date, June 13th, 2008. Awesome topic, welcome to America. This is the Awesome Cast. folks and welcome to the awesome cast i'm basil and i'm dj inubito and that's us we're sort of awesome centrals in a casa de inubito yes today and specifically in my kitchen right now so that's right this might make a good recording booth we'll find out we're not sure so email us to let us know <laughs> or leave a message in our comment section ladies especially you air gear cosplayers yeah yeah tonight's topic is is one that uh, Eric and nobody aren't the most fond They're, of. No, but it's not their thing. But it is our thing, and so we thought, well, screw it, we're going to talk about it anyways. <laughs> I think it'll make a good awesome cast. I mean, so I like the game. <laughs> yes, we're talking about Grand Theft Auto 4. Yes. The latest game by Rockstar, which everyone else has already talked about it ad nauseum, so now it's our turn. Yeah, I had to wait for time to actually beat the game before I felt like felt comfortable talking about it. And I've played about halfway through, maybe a little bit past. I can chime in a little bit, too. Okay. Are we going to do, like, spoiler warnings, or what, what do you what do you say on that? We'll probably use a traditional format, you traditional know. Traditional format. First right. 10, 15 minutes, no spoilers. Right. Then we're, we're going to kick it up a notch and uh, fuck some shit up. Sounds good. I like that idea. That's a good plan. But first, the world of awesome. So we noticed uh, when we were booting up the computer to run this that AGV 7.5 oh, yeah, yeah. came up, and I was like, well, crap, we need to update to AGV 8.0 because 7.5 is about to be stopped being supported. It's true. I've never heard of it stopped being supported, but I've actually, I'm actually running AVG 8 on my desktop, and the problem with AVG 8 is it still works, but it keeps giving you these annoying pop-ups to... Upgrade to AVG Pro about every couple of days, and you have to click them off, and there's not really a way to stop it. Yeah, okay, that's kind of lame. Yeah, it is pretty lame. I'd, you should have warned about that before we started the World of Awesome. <laughs> well, okay, so it's a little bit of anti-awesome. However. What I, was awesome in the world of anime is that who would have thought Bandai Visual has now closed its doors and is now being merged into Bandai Entertainment. Wow, really? Bandai, yeah. Bandai Visual, <laughs> in case you don't know, or... Don't listen to AWO or any other anime podcast, which you probably do anyways, so this is kind of irrelevant. Who cares? Bandai Visual was actually a Japanese, there's actually Japanese offices, Bandai Visual in Japan, thought, we're going to do this shit in America. And they were like, you're going to pay our Japanese prices for our Japanese goods. And American fans are like, no, we're not going to spend like three times the amount of money you want that we were already spending. There's apparently a series called Yukikaze. Mm-hmm. They're released in America for like forty bucks for everything that you get. Oh my god! They charge like a hundred and fifty. Wow! Like no, Bandai does not know how the American marketer cheap ass goes. I think like, well, I got Gunbuster for like forty or fifty. They were charged like eighty or ninety for it. Wow! I know. I bet soundtracks are like thirty bucks too. Or what they're trying to do that if they wanted to release them. And uh, apparently, you know, how I found Wings of Armies like mm-hmm. in the dealers room at, at yeah. yeah. At, I saw uh, them taking for that yet. Apparently, originally, they only released it with the HD and Blu-ray releases. You couldn't just buy the DVD. Wow. I understand. And that's and that's crazy. But now, I guess since they didn't make any money, yeah, they're like, oh well, Americans suck. And then Merchant Band Entertainment, who make good releases. <laughs> releases that I like a lot. You know, they start off as low as AmiVillage.com. Oh, yeah, they yeah, yeah. Cowboy Bebop, Escaflone, mm. and... Um, um, and they all do good stuff. It's I'm really and they're they're the ones that are releasing Girl Magon now. And they do like seven or eight episodes to a disc for like cheap sub only to get it out soon. So that happens in July. So expect a Girl Magon podcast in July. And so that's it's cool. Like screw you, Bandai Visual. I didn't like <laughs> you anyways. Yeah, bastards in your Japanese yen crazy fancy pricing. Viva la Bandai Entertainment. 
I was about to ask because I know Genian just kind of that's kind of similar to what happened with Genian in a way. Is this the American company wasn't making enough money and they kind of pulled out and said, "Screw you, Americans." Well, Genian was at least making some money. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were turning a profit. Profit, I think, was just not big enough mm. for the like advertising company that owns Genian right. Japan to, to care. I gotcha. And of course, and ADV is doing its whole ADV thing. They apparently haven't didn't do a, a panel at mm-hmm. ASAN. Okay. They didn't do a panel at um, Acon, but I hear Acon's being bastards about industry people. Like apparently Bandai, I don't think, or Viz, or somebody didn't do didn't go to Acon either. Oh, okay. Or was it Funimation? I don't know. Well, it's Funimation. Who cares? I mean, they're in their Full Metal Alchemist. Well, I take that back. They they have Beck as well. Much much to my dismay, they're releasing Beck, which is probably one of my newer favorite series that has been out lately. And I love the Full Metal Alchemist stuff before it went weird and crazy and <laughs> World War Two-y for no express reason. <laughs> I can't the com- manga's still good. I can't comment it because, I, unlike everyone else, I haven't seen Full Metal Jacket. I haven't really bothered to watch it yet. No, no, you haven't seen Full Metal Alchemist, Alchemist, yes. I have seen I, Full Metal Jacket. I still need to see Full Metal Jacket. Oh, okay. So we'll reverse it. I'll watch Full Metal Alchemist and you'll watch Full Metal Jacket. And Deal. Work out. And I'll only make you watch the first hour. Everyone else who's seen it knows what I'm talking about. But now, on to our future presentation, Grand Theft Auto 4. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto, man. My theory is, and this is sort of a impromptu history lesson mm-hmm. that I just thought about. Facts may vary. <laughs> that every video game generation, the winning console tends to have something different that they haven't had before. You know, back when we were, everything was all lower than eight bit crap. Yeah, like Pitfall and Galaga and stuff, which was good. What came the brand new console? NES, Super Mario Brothers. No one had ever seen anything like that. True. Yeah. Well, um, you have to remember when Atari was king, you were having games like E.T. Point. <laughs> but, you know, Mario was, was changing. It sort of changed everything. Yeah. You had different stages that looked differently and acted differently. The colors duke. You know, it had colors. Yeah. It was really crazy stuff. And then you could play it at home, not in the arcades, too. It was nuts. And then, you know, Super Nintendo sort of rolled that coattails, but even it had Mode 7. Yeah. Which everyone was like, looks almost like it's 3D. Oh my gosh. I'd say that Super Nintendo actually probably is my favorite console still. And you know, and in theory you would have thought that Mario 64, since it sort of told everyone how to make 3D work, would have done it. Exactly, I think so. But it didn't because the actual champ came out of nowhere with Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. You know, the PlayStation had that CD, CD system built into it and no one had ever seen cut scenes and graphics like that before. Exactly. Plus Thus, it also had the Final Fantasy moniker on it. But you know. Well, back then it was still niche, but then they did a yeah. huge, you know, Pepsi-powered ad campaign to push Final Fantasy, you know, cloud and onto every, you know, 20 That, that is very true. You see a lot of, you see a, you see a gap of fans between the uh, SNES and the NES Final Fantasy fans and then when Final Fantasy VII came out, yeah, you, you had a whole different group over there. It was kind of really weird when the niche RPG game suddenly barreled the PlayStation into mainstream. Exactly. Mainstreamness, and the rest of us were back like, going, what? <laughs> How did that happen? But it did. What happened to Nintendo? <laughs> and then, so, I think, you know, and it sort of made sense, you know, because all those kids, for all the kids mm-hmm. growing up, playing, you know, Nintendo, mm-hmm. Super Nintendo, Genesis, they're all getting into, you know, high school age. Right. Middle school age, and so they want something a little edgier, a little bit darker. And FF7 offered that. Whereas Mario 64 was more Mario. And it was great. It was awesome. And sort of did define how 3D games worked for mm. till even now. But the the paradigm change was CD media, and FF7 was the one that pushed us into it. Right. I agree. And then you had... a. Uh, PS2, Xbox, GameCube, and stuff, and everyone I think thought that Metal Gear Solid Two was going to do it. Mm-hmm. And it certainly changed how I thought about video games. Oh, yeah, that's but, the first time I've actually been angry at a video game. I think. But out of nowhere came Grand Theft Auto Three, 
Mm. And it really changed everything and sort of invaded the whole sandbox genre. You know, Rockstar North, who used to be DMA Designs, I don't think I really thought about them as a huge thing. I, I mean, know. they made Lemmings. There, there, well, there was also two Grand Theft Autos before that. Mm-hmm. Well, three if you count that London 1979 game. But And I, I've played them all. I've played all the GTAs. And GTA 3 was really the turning point in the series where it, it went from an overhead beat-em-up shooter crime game to the, what we have now with the sandbox and an entire world to explore. It was crazy. I mean, never before in a video game, could you just run around a city yeah, quite like, you know, and especially in such, the buildings were buildings and people were people. and yeah. it, They made it fun to play the game without actually playing the game. That was really interesting. That's what started me being a real fan of sandbox games. Another one I can think of is Dead Rising. I really like that game, and it's it kind of takes a sandbox genre as well. But nowadays, you know, almost every game, so they were doing sandbox crap with SXX. Yeah, very true. One giant mountain that you could just yeah some, snowboard down. Some games don't pull it off as well. <laughs> and then you have your true crimes and everything, but everything still, they no matter what they did, was never GTA. Very true. Now this generation, who knows? It's it was it probably ended up being Wii Sports because mm. Lord knows the Wii outsells everything okay. blindfolded. Yeah, the Wii certainly is the the new. The new crazy thing out this this generation of consoles, but even so, we're now getting we all just got Grand Theft Auto Four for Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty and PlayStation Three, and it's, it's definitely good stuff. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's very good. You know, they brought us back to Liberty City, but in ways that you know you never mm-hmm. saw it before. The thing about Grand Theft Auto Four is what really stood out to me is it feels like a city. You can tell how much detail they put into each of the buildings and how much they've worked on just random pedestrian voices. I mean, in GTA 3 and some of the other PS2 games, you could there was a lot of model reuse and things like that, and a lot of things kind of looked the same in each section of the islands you would go to. And while GTA 4, nothing really looks the same to me. It feels yeah. like a like a varied city. You know, and it's, it's kind of really neat. You know, one time I was sort of standing around I heard one random player character thing you know model mm-hmm. just just the pedestrians while around talking on their cell phone yeah started following them and you could sort of hear you know sort of almost a conversation still going on yeah as I followed that character that was nuts yeah the same thing happened to me that, that was one of the nice touches I heard a cell phone ring and they like says something like hey did you get that video I sent you and I'm like is someone talking to me <laughs> like <laughs> and what really got me was Early on in the game, you know, you uh, one of the things you do is you go out and get drunk, mm. and you can't drive when you're drunk because you're drunk off your ass. Well, you can, but the game you just really, really makes it hard on you. Like it's real hard. These are really slow. Let me tell you, if any game encourages me not to drive drunk, it's this game. And exactly. the whole point of the mission is to teach you how to drive to, to hail a cab to take you home because your ass is drunk. Yes. And it was crazy because you get in the cab and you can ride the cab home. Mm-hmm. The driver like follows traffic signals and will avoid pedestrian stuff. He'll drive like a cabbie drives in a city and you can watch this entire thing. You can actually watch, you know, I've been in New York once, you know, I took a cab once and it was kind of like that, but in a video game, I've yeah. never seen that before. You sit before. there and you can change the camera and you can look around and you can see all the stuff going around you and... If you really don't feel like doing that, the game does give you the option to skip and go direct yeah. straight to where you're wanting to go. Because you realize just how much longer it takes as a cab when you're actually following all the rules of the road. Yeah. Whereas me, I'll pop my cheat code, pull out a Turismo, yes. which is one of the fastest cars in the game, and oh just go. Oh my god, out of all the games, Turismo has been the, my favorite car so far to just tear ass in. So. And it's great because... The cheat codes now save the phone, so you don't have to worry about entering them ever again. Yeah, yeah, you do. You do get a cell phone in this game too, and it's pretty nice. And... Yeah, they definitely update Liberty City and everything to make sense now. Yeah, they they aren't trying to stay in the past. Like San Andreas was supposed to be in like 1996, and Vice City was supposed to be the 80s. And I think after they went back to Liberty City, it just it felt right again. Well, yeah, and I can see why they sort of made this GTA 4 and not GTA like six or seven. This really feels like it's the 
next evolution yes. of the series. It's still in Liberty City, and it's back, and it's not boring at all. And uh, we'll say this game earned its mature rating. I mean, you get some games like Halo, which is kind of which is more violent because it's a first-person shooter and you're shooting mm, things. Obviously, you get some blood, some cursing, but you could probably get away with it if you tone some parts a little bit, some just a little bit. You probably get a teen rating, yeah, not with this game. Not in GTA Four, no. No, no. Yeah. As soon as you get off the boat, f bombs all over. F bombs everywhere. Fuck yeah. this. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, you meet your 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 this guy named Nico Bellic, yes. who's this immigrant from some a Slavic nation. Some Balkan land. We and don't care about the details. You, you meet your cousin Roman, and the next thing you hear is titties, titties, titties yes. everywhere. Roman, as soon as you get in the car, he starts telling you about all the flavors of titty you can partake in in the game. <laughs> in Liberty City, rather. And then you realize, yeah, <laughs> this this is Grand Theft Auto. Yes. Like, this From is, the very start. And it was, it was a really, really sleek opening sequence because they actually have all the credits and stuff as you're mm-hmm. getting off the boat and stuff. But really, shown to me about this game that I hadn't, because I've played a little bit of three, a little bit of Vice City, mm. a little bit of San Andreas, even play a little bit of the Game Boy Advance game. Mm. But I never really stuck with it because I didn't really care. All I there was a story, you know, there. But I'm like, this is stupid, and I would just go fart around mm. and just drive and you know race hell and get killed and start get back up, throw a bunch of cheat codes in, and, get, and go again, and I didn't really care about the story. This one I did. This one, I liked Nico, I liked Roman. Yes. You meet characters, stuff happens. The problem with uh, GTA 3 is that your main character was always silent, and you didn't really have any interaction, while Vice City and Grand Theft Auto and uh, San Andreas, your characters had personalities, but for the most part, I really didn't like them. <laughs> Yeah, but and, you you really do get to like Nico. Yeah, Nico is a lot more. You can relate to him a lot more than most of the other characters. They're not as ruthless, and or they are ruthless, and Nico isn't. You can tell he's got a conscience of some sort. Well, of some sort. Like it's kind of weird. Yeah. Because as you get through the game, he does start doing meaner, meaner things, and yeah. so they ramp up the missions. And then you realize it's sometimes it feels like he's going to flip the character, sometimes it's not. Mm. But you know, I talked. I haven't talked. I've listened to other podcasts, other people talk about this game. Mm. I work at a GameStop, so I hear lots of people oh, of talk course. about this game. And you know, a lot of people, you know, sometimes Nico will do things they don't want him to do. Yeah. And it's sort of interesting, you know, that some people will like what Nico's doing. It's it's kind of neat to see what, what bits of ourselves we sort of put into Nico. Because mm. he's just, you know, a more, you know... He's a regular guy. Just... Malleable enough that you can sort of input a little bit of yourself into. But at the same time, they still ride him to be his own guy. Yeah. Well, the, the, the game series kind of lends itself to being ridiculous, and the game is still ridiculous, but I think they toned down the main character just enough to where, to, so they could keep that, but still kind of have you, they, they put a lot more thought into Nico than they have oh, in yeah. the past. Oh yeah, a lot more thought. I think a lot more thought to all the characters, Yeah, a lot more thought into the story. I mean, when stuff stuff will go down, and I was like, holy crap. Yeah. You know, I was playing Lost Odyssey at the same time. A lot of these got a really good story, like, you know, they're really, the those X-Square guys are, are kind of back on their game, I think, with Lost Odyssey. It's got some really cool stuff going on. But then I stopped, like, GTA 4, and I was surprised just how much the story in GTA 4 compares, just in quality and the quality yes. of the writing, and definitely the quality of the voice acting. They got some great actors to portray everybody in this game. One of, one of the things I, that kind of add to that is you can you have choices a lot in the game. You can choose to do this, or you can choose to do that. There's a few instances where you can choose to kill a person or set them free, and that affects future events in the game depending on what you chose at that time. While as the other games, you were kind of on rails, and you had to get rid of the person, or you couldn't make any choices. There was no input from the player as opposed to... This GTA 4, when there it does let you kind of get into the role of Nico better, and it allows you to make all these choices and kind of affect the game. Yeah, there was one time where I was taking this job from a guy, and he was mad because he just got out of jail, and his woman that he was seeing up until before got in jail, and even after he thought mm-hmm. he was seeing her, so it turns out she found another guy, mm-hmm. and he was really pissed off about this, and Nico thought, okay, well, I'll go talk to them, and. 
talk to them and one of the uh, the boyfriend take a shot at you and he goes like oh snap and he drives away and you have a choice before as a guy runs away to shoot the girlfriend or let her live I let her live because you know I shot that hoe down so well, fast <laughs> there you go but later on I was about to go run a do a mission for somebody else I noticed a question mark pop up right beside me and I went and looked and it was her and she had a job for me I was like oh wow well, that's kind of neat. But admittedly, and this is spoiler time, just so you know. Spoilers! You eventually meet these two guys named Playboy X mm-hmm. and a guy named Dwayne. Yes. Playboy X is this up-and-coming street thug who wants to make it big. Dwayne was the guy, the guy I was referring to previously who just got out of jail. He was trying to do the same thing Playboy was, but got mm-hmm. thrown in jail for like, like 10 years or 20 yeah. years or whatever. And he's and just gotten out. He's just gotten out. And Playboy was sort of his protege. And now Playboy's, you know, big and you know, big and everything. Whereas Dwayne's now sort of a nobody. He he's still got some crib, but not a lot. And he's he's really really screwed up by this whole prison life. Now not in prison, and everything's changed while he was in prison. Whereas Playboy's like, oh man, Dwayne needs to like go away. He's now annoying. He was cool yeah. once, but now I'm here, and he, he needs he's to not get out. And all yeah. This and... and eventually, it gets to the point where. You have to choose between killing Dwayne or killing Playboy X. And I killed Playboy X. Because Playboy, Playboy X is kind of brick. Yeah, that's what I did. I was like, this guy's a douche. Dwayne's pretty cool. So I went ahead and killed Playboy as well. And, and Dwayne's sort of got more perks to him anyways, I found out when I looked online. So I wasn't sure. I wanted to save Dwayne. But I looked to see what kind of things would happen. And it turns out Playboy X, he gave you some money. And then he like yells at you for not picking for picking Dwayne instead of him. Like he he like he like derides you, wow. for making the choice. Whereas Dwayne, he thanks you. You get a hangout buddy. Um, you also get Playboy X's old apartment. Yeah, that's very which good. gets you GTA three clothes you can put on. Oh, I haven't. So, so you can wear the same outfit as the main guy from GTA three. Damn it! <laughs> I gotta go load my game up and do that. <laughs> and if you get friends with Dwayne enough, he'll actually on any mission he'll send a car with two thugs that will back you up. Yeah, on any mission. Very cool. And that's awesome. Yeah, that's that's another aspect of the game I really like. Well, I didn't care too much about it, but it was still a nice option to have because you can make friends and they'll they'll unlock special abilities. Like Roman, your cousin, he'll, he'll call a cab for you or he'll yeah. send one of his own cabs for you because he owns a cab. Usually. Sometimes he'll go, I don't have a cab. Mm-hmm. But there's always a chance he might send a cab for you. And another another funny thing, this is more spoilers, but um you've gotten to the point where the cab depot burns down and he, Yes. And yeah. Well when he rebuilds his cab depot, um, when you call him for a cab you get like the Cadillac Escalade car for a cab yes. instead of the uh the little shit box that he had at first. So it kinda shows that Roman's kinda moving up in the world too. And it's it's really cool and I think that's kinda funny. You can also like much like in GTA, um, San Andreas, you can date chicks. Yeah. And each chick, lady, friend, Once whatever, again, has their own reward. Has a reward. Some gives you health. Some do other things. Yeah. Some give you health. Another one. Um, there's one chick you can date that's actually a lawyer, and if you call her up, she'll take three stars off your wanted level. You know, and then everyone like like I think little Jacob, who's an awesome like Jamaican Rasta guy. Yes. Who you can barely understand. Yes. I have. I, you have to turn on subtitles to understand what he says, and even then, it's kind of hard. hard. He likes like he get weapons for cheap, and then you know there's our, our favorite NPC ever, Brucey. Yes, oh my God, Brucey! <laughs> Brucey is the steroid head Guido that we all know and love, and you know that guy in the club that's always ordering Red Bull and Jagerbomb. He's like, yeah, baby, yeah, that's Brucey. Yes, to a T. Like, oh man, it's so great. <laughs> he is by far my favorite character in the entire game, just because of his personality. And he's almost so obviously gay. Yes. But he refuses to admit it to himself. What are you talking about? I'm with the ladies. I'm the alpha male. <laughs> and he'd be like, there's these specs. Touch him, Nico. Touch him. And Nico's like, uh, uh no, no, no. No, no. no I, I, don't, I don't like that, Brucey. <laughs> and it's just, oh man, genetically superior, baby. Yes, that's right. Cool thing about Brucey, he's got all kinds of fun little jobs. He'll email you to steal cars for him, and he, eventually you open up races by calling him, and he gives you a turismo, so it can't be all that bad. 
It's yeah, it's true. <laughs> I mean, he's a cool guy, and there are it's kind of neat. Instead of like in previous ones, you could get, you could get like pizza jobs or cab jobs or whatever. Mm. And this one, they're all tied into this whole NPC friend system, mm. where for example, if you want to do cab jobs, you call up Roman, and he'll give you a cab job. Mm. Or if you want to go run, you know, some drug money or whatever. Call a little Jacob. Yeah. If you want to steal cars, you get a hold of Brucey. And that's kind of neat. And um, also another neat thing is there's, instead of the vigilante missions that the old series had, you can get into a police car and access the, the crime computer, network yes. and look up criminals and go arrest them or kill them, whatever have you. And there's definitely a, a, wide, there's a lot of things you can do mm. in this game. Instead of collecting packages, you can, like, shoot pigeons. Yes. In the thesis version, you get achievements for flying under bridges. Yes. Um, stunt job, stunt, stunt jumps are still there. And it's cool. And there's a, and I also like the fact that not only do you can do the classic thing where you can grab hookers to mm-hmm. regain health. Yes. Now you can just go to a hot dog stand. You can. Because they're everywhere. The funny, the funny you bring up the hooker thing, though, is that when you pick up a hooker, you actually have a choice now. <laughs> Oh, really? There's like a $10 service, a $20 service, and a $50 service. Nice. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. I'm assuming it's how much health you get back, but I never explored it that much. Picking up hookers is a lot harder than I thought it would have in GTA, actually. They're not very rampant like yes. they were in previous ones, where you yeah. could like stop at any street corner. Yes. Oh, look, honk your horn. Hey, baby. Now you have to, you have to sort of go look for them. Yeah. I don't know how weird I feel looking for hookers in a video game, but you know what? If that's what I gotta do for the awesome cast, damn well I will. <laughs> if that's right. It's my commitment to you, the listener, that I'll go look at hookers in GTA. Uh, I'll be right back, Basil. Alright. In a feudal, futuristic Japanese world, where eyes are big and passions deeper, an elegant yet ripped young boy finds a mech battle suit and must mate with a cute gang of robotic pirate girls to save Earth. Ooh, you have nice mech battle suits. Watch out, she's hungry. Feel the power of the animated wind. Watch Tokyo tremble as a renegade team of barely-dressed manga wildcats fight robotic creatures with only a small caliber handgun and slow-motion fists of fury. Oh, the power of the wind, you whore. The anime storytelling event of the decade. Oh, and enormous breasts. Oh, no. Full robo-hickey-hurry mech battle suit in theaters now. And we're back. Man, that took me a while to find. Yes. I went with a $20 service this time. Oh, baby. Mm-hmm. So, I have heard some complaints where people are like, man, these NPCs, it's true if you don't talk to them for a while, you'll start losing like their liking of you, which you yeah. just get back by hanging out with them again. Yeah. Or they'll start calling you like, hey, why haven't you hung out with me in a while? But what you can do if you just want to run around the city also is you just turn your phone off. Very true. And they just run around, do whatever the hell you want. I haven't done that yet, but... It, it was kind of annoying because I'd be in the middle. I'd, I'd I kept trying to advance the story, and I didn't really want to get sidetracked by the friends' missions just to you know keep them up. So I didn't really pay a lot of attention to them. I only went out with them every now and then. Yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, because you know I really you can pop I can pop a freezer whenever I wanted to. Yeah, you know, quick cheat code. It just got me a car. Mm-hmm. Your achievements aren't stopped or anything, so mm-hmm. nothing bad will happen to you. All right. Well, personally, I, I go. I went ahead and uh, didn't use any cheat codes. I'm just crazy like that. I was kind of angry <laughs> that the uh, wannabe Impreza card that they have sucks. I haven't seen the wannabe Impreza, I don't think. It's, there. it's like a blue car with a little hood scoop. and. Oh, man, i got to go find it now. <laughs> it just controls like crap. Like, all the cars, unless they're like the nice sports cars, yeah. are kind of assy to control. It is. The physics are completely different from the older games. They've totally revamped how to control the cars, and it takes a long time to get used to. Yeah, the first time I was playing through the game, I'm like, I don't know. This doesn't seem right to me, because for them, it was pretty arcade. You just jump into a car and go. Yeah. I really like that. This one, they definitely have actual physics at play, and I guess that's kind of cool from a technical standpoint, mm-hmm. but for gameplay, I was like, come on, guys. I don't really think it belonged in GTA, but you, once you got used to it, it was all right, I felt. And the sports cars definitely do help. Yeah. Now, the chase Trismo. scenes... Yeah, Trismo. <laughs> the chase scenes can be so frustrating. They can. So frustrating, because you're like, because a car will, will speed off, and you have to go capture the car. 
and invariably, invariably, some random stupid podunk asshole mm -hmm. who thought he had the right of way will we'll totally get up into my business, you. crash into him, my car will flip around, I'll get thrown out, and the car will have gotten away. Yeah, it happens, and by the time you get into another car, you'll have lost the person or something like that. And then, you know, a text message will pop up where you can immediately restart the mission. But what sucks is you have to start from the beginning of the mission. Mm -hmm. There was this one guy, we had to run to his house, bust into his house, he wasn't there, you check out his email off his computer, mm -hmm. get back out, go towards meet another guy, then follow the guy, and the guy, like, ducks you, like, back alleys and crap and really is trying to get lose you harder than I've seen ever, any any other person lose me before. He was a pain. I tried it, like, 15 times to get his ass. Yeah, some of the missions are, I'm sure, are designed to piss you off. Like, like, I can definitely tell that. Now, there are some neat ones where you have to oh. chase a train. Yeah. Which I thought that was, that was kind of neat. That was neat. It frustrated me. It was one of those piss me off missions. Cause... Like, that one only I tried twice. Yeah. First time, a car wrecked to me. The other time, I was able to keep up. Or if I knew, I, since I sure knew where the train was going, I could now speed up. Right. But they catch up to me. You actually have to pay attention to where the L rails are and where your streets are underneath it and things like that. Because sometimes you can't go where the rails are. So you sort of choose a side street and then yeah. get back to the rails are. They And they take a next step up to it with a helicopter chase. Oh, yeah. We had to follow the helicopter, the same thing. And it's dipping and wheeling through buildings. There's actually one of one of the very last missions is uh, you have to get into a helicopter, and the helicopter has Vulcan guns on it, and you actually have to shoot down the other copter. That's awesome. It's crazy. And it, yes, it was awesome. So there you go. But on the other side, when you've got your wander, wanted rating up and you're running away from the cops, mm -hmm. that's fun. Oh, yeah. It that is. is crazy. When you're the one that it's being chased after, it's cool. They changed the cop system around, where each car sort of has a circumference yeah. around them, and if you get out of their zone for a while enough, long enough, you'll be safe, and it'll go down. But the more stars you get, the bigger that area goes. The bigger the area that they're trying to focus and find. So, one or two stars, it's not too hard. Three, it starts really getting difficult. Four, five, and six, yeah, you might as well. I don't know if... Good luck trying to get out of that six rating. I, I don't know if you can if you can do it. Kudos to you. Load up on YouTube. Yeah, true enough. That I think uh, the max I've gotten away with is three, and anything beyond that has always been trouble with me because they start sending like the helicopters and feds after you, and it's yeah. so hard to get away from them. And pain sprays don't count on this one. It's true. It's like <laughs> you have to get away from them. I don't yeah. care. Anyone going to a pain spray? <laughs> but it's kind of neat because if you can do it. With like, if you I think if you get away from like six stars long enough on the three six version, you get an achievement for it. You do. I think it's one man army, and it's it's worth quite a few points. But this is definitely one of those games where it really, you know, helps mm -hmm. to get on three sixty because just the achievements are really neat to try for. Yeah, uh, that that adds to its replay value, and another that if I have a choice between if I had a PS3 between a PS3 game and a 360 game I'm probably going to go with the 360 just because of the achievement system I mean I fell for it Microsoft's marketing plan and I love achievements I love them so much <laughs> yeah it's see for a while I was thinking maybe that would actually be the big gameplay changer this mm -hmm. generation was achievements because it's a really neat idea yeah. you don't all the there is just a point to total to add to your virtual you know ECOG yeah. exactly and that's it, all it is <laughs> And so many people need that ECOC to be as huge yes. and as mammoth as possible. Yes, exactly. That was a great marketing ploy, actually. Holy but crap. I'm really glad they pushed, it on, pushed this out on PS3 and 360, because mm -hmm. the graphics are nice. Yes. Never before have I said, in all the other previous UTAs, the graphics weren't good, Yeah. but they worked. They were serviceable. They, you could tell from the size of the game that they could skimp on graphics, kind of, and... By San Andreas, the, the engine was looking pretty dated. And GTA 4. Wow. This game looks pretty. You can tell. This game looks gorgeous. Especially going on Times Square, seeing like neon everywhere. Yes. We're actually oh my God. seeing like, you know, video going out, putting on LCD giant TV displays. And you know, we're actually seeing like the individual lights light up for the various, you know, neon signs. It is. The, the amount of detail and cool-looking crap they put in this game is amazing. And this time, I don't feel that there was a sacrifice made. Right. Occasionally, the frame rate, I guess, does take a dip, but it's always manageable. 
but the characters they look like people now, not yeah. weird polygonal constructs. Exactly. Yeah, this is the one time I played GTA. And I feel like okay, this game looks 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 like a game to play, not just a game that I can run around in and looks kind of like crap, but yeah. I can run around in it. Yeah, there's details, there's textures. I mean, every everything looks unique. It's like Basil just said it, and I just said it at the beginning of the podcast. Like you can tell how much work they put into this game. I thought it was really interesting. I was looking at the characters. I noticed that they actually sort of have almost this weird art style going for it. It does. Where it looks like the actual like cover art, but rendered in 3D. Yeah. And I thought that was really neat. They didn't go for just a realistic thing. It almost, I don't want to say comic book, but mm. that sort of detached, not real, sort of realistic, but not really. Right. Almost cartoony. I think that's always kind of what they've been kind of going for but, but this is the first time they could actually do it yeah, right right exactly and plus Nico is the most unique looking motherfucker you'll ever meet oh yeah he's I got mean, an awesome nose yes he does big old honker <laughs> it like. rivals Frank West's nose in my opinion <laughs> oh man if they two could team up for a game oh, battle of the noses happy nose awesome. brothers brawl I'd play it I would too I would still play it <laughs> well speaking of that you know GTA 4 is one of the first GTA games, at least, or the first home console one, mm-hmm. to feature multiplayer. Oh yeah, and I, I haven't tried too much of it. I don't know if you have or not. I, I've had I've had some fun in multiplayer. I, I've played with a friend of mine online, and it's kind of funny because we were in a private chat with each other over the headsets, and we'd be like, "Okay, now let's go do this." Okay, now let's go do this. There was one time where we found like a Greyhound bus, and nice. he was tearing ass through. Uh, through Times Square running over people while I had, like, a submachine gun and I was shooting people out of the window. That's and awesome. You can do all kinds of shit like that, and it was it was great. The one time I got in line was some, some of my fellow uh, Talking Tyrants from Talking Time for my go-to, and we were just messing around and stuff. It was kind of neat. I was in one area, and I hear, from a distance, explosions. I'm like, oh my. And as I get there, they're already giving cops hell. Like, awesome. you know, cars running every which way, you know, things exploding. And I was like, oh man, I just running around just killing cops. That's the weirdest thing I've ever think I've said in my life, yeah. or at least today. But you know, about killing cops, fun. What? Yeah. But it it was a blast. Like, and I haven't had a chance to go online again since then. But man, if you know some people and you if you want to fart around the game. It's, it's, That's it's a fun. good way to do it. That is a very good way to do it. I've, I, I, didn't, I didn't expect really online GTA to work, but somehow it does. I mean... Yeah, I don't know if it would work with like ra- getting to a game with random people. Mm. I mean, I think there's also like even like co-op missions that you can do. Really? Well, there might be. I know, uh, I know San Andreas tried to do it, but it didn't really work out too well because there was only certain missions you could do and you had to have a second NPC that could be player-controlled. But it, no one really ever took advantage of it, or at least I never did. But I know there's a crap to my online, ver- you know, modes to this game, so I'm sure that if you play it, you can find something that suits you. Right. I hear the uh, the crops and robbers one's really really fun. Yeah, I haven't played that one yet. I've just kind of played the massive free for all, everyone for themselves and kill everyone else mode. <laughs> it's kind of neat because you can actually sort of make your own character a little yeah. bit. As you play through more multiplayer matches, you get more options to customize your character. Because before then, I just had some randomly generated female thing. Mm-hmm. And then I found that you can go to like your cell phone, I think. Yeah, yeah. And then you get actual like you know heads and body types and whatever. That's actually how you access the multiplayer is you go through your cell phone. Which is kind of neat. Sort of a neat, interesting, you know, sort of almost in-game menu. And as you play through the game, you actually upgrade your cell phone. Do you upgrade twice or is it just once? Just once. I'm trying to figure out if you can get one of those bittersweets that you keep hearing about, which is, for those who haven't played the game, the bittersweet is like the parody of the Blackberry workaholic phone. But you get, like, cell phone themes, custom yes. ringtones. You can actually go online in the game. In the game, you can get go on and buy ringtones, and, you know. That's another nice little touch. I like the online in the game. You can read blogs of people you are dating, and they have something that's called crap list that you can look at. Yeah, they definitely they definitely go meta a lot with this game. Yeah. Where, you know, it's all, you know there's a lot of times where it feels like a game within a game. Like, in order to meet your other girlfriends besides the story-based ones, mm-hmm. you go to, like, internet love sites. Yes. And you can schedule dates with them, and then you, if you impress them enough, you can get their number or 
So you'll, know the dates you'll actually get spam email that you'll actually have to delete yeah. from your own inbox one of my in the game. One of the things I thought was really nice is like about halfway through the game, you get an email from Nico's mom. Yeah. And she's like asking, how are you boys doing? And blah, blah, blah. And you know, you can choose to reply to her positively or negatively. And that just added a really good touch to it. Yeah, like a lot of the emails, Nico actually replied. And you actually see a little more of him. Mm-hmm. Not even just being voiced. Yeah. But just his attitude in that, in the emails that he sends, depending on what you choose. It really amazed me just how much, you know, well, all the other previous GTAs I felt was much more running, gunning, whatever game. This game feels more. Yeah. This game feels like, you know, it almost feels like I'm playing. I know there was a Godfather game, but this feels like I'm playing an actual mafia style yeah. movie, yeah. but in context of a video game. Right. Which I would also like to mention the combat system. Oh my god! It is so much better than it used to be. It has a combat system. I don't care what anyone says. Combat. Yes. The the other games did not have a combat system. You know, the the one in three was broken, and they tried to put it on a crutch in Vice City and San Andreas, and it just didn't work. This is one of the best they proved crazy amount on, where you can actually aim your guns. You have an actual decent auto targeting system. Mm -hmm. You know, you can actually fist fight if you really want to. There's also a cover system too. Yeah, a cover place, system. If it's, you really wanted to. A lot of it's still kind of rudimentary, mm-hmm. but for GTA, it's leaps and bounds yes. way more. Yes. Than it ever has been Which before. Which is really good because there's a lot of missions where you actually have to go out and do combat. <laughs> Another little improvement was you can actually shoot people in cars now, and yeah, they'll slump over, and you can hear the horn go off, and it'll stay constant until. And if you move to steal the car, he'll Nico will like pull the body out and he'll say something like, "I don't think you'll be needing this anymore." And just, yes. Well, like I said, it's little touches like that that make this game. My favorite times when I was hanging out with Roman, and he was like, "You know, Nico, for a psychopathic killer, you can be a real dick sometimes." <laughs> and I was yes. like, "That's that's Nico, because he is a sarcastic fool." Oh, he is. Like he is constantly talking smack, even when his life's on the line. He doesn't care. He'll make fun of you, yes. and that's I think that's one of the why he's so endearing. As he's 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 a wise ass, oh. and and he doesn't stop. It's great. <laughs> he never ever stops. It doesn't matter who you are, what you're doing to him, or trying to torture him, beat him up, whatever. He still smarts off, and it's just like you go, man. Yeah, you go. Nico's a badass. This character's awesome. <laughs> yes. That's all I gotta say about that one. For too long, television talk shows have been the domain of women, clucking like hens on things they know nothing about. Now on Weasel, television finally gets manly again. Baz Rudin. I don't believe in an eye for an eye. Oh no, because Boss believes in an eye for two eyes. Or better yet, an eye for two eyes and an ear and a spleen. And maybe a new shirt because this one is covered in entrails. Like that! Who wants to knife fight with me in the audience? Who? Baz Rudin, bringing masculinity back to television. The Men's Room with Baz and Jeremy. Tune in only on Weasel. <laughs> one of the neat things that's been in all the GTAs, but I think especially this one, has been the radio. Because GT- guys at Rockstar are, are really, really good about having a crap ton of variety on the radio stations. You know, rock, reggae, you know, social you know, talk radio. There's a little something for everyone in the in the games. And especially in the radio stations. If you have a genre of music you like, you can pretty much bet there's going to be something in a GTA to listen to. And what's always been neat is a lot of their DJs and stuff will actually, their continuity crosses over from game to game. Mm-hmm. Laszlo. Like Laszlo. Like, like <laughs> I forget, what, what station did he do? Was he the rock guy? In, in Vice City, he was the V-Rock guy. And then he was Chatterbox in GTA 3. Three, that's right, Chatterbox. Which was their big talk yeah. radio type stuff, and in this one, he's uh, apparently now washed up and now is working for this place called Integrity. Yeah, and he's doing this. He does this. He does this cast where he's trying to talk to people in the city. You know, apparently it's supposed to be Radio Two Point Yeah, as opposed to Web Two Point <laughs> And everyone's like, "Who the hell are you? I'm Laszlo. I'm a superstar." You're retarded. Yeah, exactly. I think that's an actual quote from one of the people. And there, another little sketch on that station, one that I like. He's like, 
do you want an online store or a virtual store? And Laszlo's trying to talk to this guy. He's like, hey, I need help with my website. I want to sell my clothing line. And he's like, how many gigs is it? How many gigs is this? I don't know. <laughs> and what's great, in this one, it even crosses over to like, you can watch TV now. Oh, God, yes. You can go into your apartment and watch TV. And it's not bad. This is this has been the first time in a game where I've actually sat and watched TV in a game. If you've never done, if you own GTA Four and you haven't done it, go right now to whatever room. I recommend um, play with X's room once you kill him because mm. he's a giant freaking TV. Yes, and watch yourself some Republican Space Rangers. Yeah, I haven't watched that one yet. My, I think my favorite's been the uh, the men's room with Baz and Jeremy. Haven't seen that one. Oh man. Um, for those of you who are uninitiated, go to YouTube and go to YouTube and check out Boss Rutan's YouTube videos. Uh, I think it's street fighting something. He's basically teaching you how to fight in a bar, and he kind of—it's pretty much just a mock of that. Another nice little touch is that Boss Rutan is actually a, an MMA fighter, and he's the guy that they did based all the fight character models off of. He's the one that did all the mocap for it. And uh, Pokemon Space Rangers is like this Saturday morning cartoon thing. Oh my god. Where everyone looks like Master Chief in various <laughs> redneck ways. Awesome. And they're there to deliver justice and liberty to other planets. And by this I mean by blowing them up. Awesome. <laughs> and they're like, we come in peace, don't shoot us. And we're like, what? What the hell kind of speed they're talking about? <laughs> Let's shoot them, okay, Boom. Another one for America. Yeah, this it's, this game very much uh, plays makes fun of the uh, Go America and yeah, it's patriotic attitude that a lot of rural Americans might have. <laughs> they definitely really, really, really like to like make fun of conservative stuff. Yeah, all the time. I think it's kind of a slap in the face being the game so controversial. Yeah, because constantly they're getting bad mouth and stuff. Sometimes it might be worth it. Sometimes less so. Like, apparently, like, the mother who's driving are mad because you can drive drunk in this game. Yeah. And I'm like, have you not played this game? Do you not realize how hard as hell it is? It encourages you to call a cab when you're drunk. Drunk, yeah, like, you know. But whatever. But they definitely had that that sort of social political commentary. That's sort of an undercurrent of the entire game, especially in the radio and the TV and stuff. I'd actually also like to mention another show I found, well watching GTA 4 is um, there's uh, one channel called CNT or something and on it is a show called The History of Liberty City and if you remember all those in high school watching all those history shows and that stuff on the History Channel it's just like that only it's pointing out how Liberty City was formed by Dutch Indians who hated each other and it's a a city found on racism and hate (laughs) who would have thought that they would make a game where it was fun to, instead of playing the game, your character, while you're probably on your couch, your character sitting on a couch and yes. watching TV. Well, it's, it's just like That's, the radio stations. It's freaking meta. Well, at least radio stations, you at least drive around. Yeah. At this one, you are sitting on your ass watching your character sit on a set. Because you actually watch the TV show, you actually watch your char- watch Nico watching TV. I'd actually, I would, in the previous game, sometimes I would actually be listening to the radio and I'd stop before a mission and actually finish listening to the skit before I would continue the mission. I okay, I, I do that all the time, too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just a game that'll make you do that is awesome. And speaking of awesomes... Oh, yeah. So how awesome do you think oh, GTA 4 is? I think it's a rocket-propelled grenade full of awesome. Slamming into a helicopter and burning into a fiery pit. <laughs> That's pretty... It's pretty awesome. Well, the game's pretty awesome. <laughs> I w- it's, it's genetically superior... To be awesome. Yeah, baby! Now, I know that... I was talking to, like, nobody. Another friend of ours, mm-hmm. Charlie. Hey, Charlie, what's up? Because I know he listens to us. Holla. They were both mentioning, like, how they never played a GTA since Vice City. If you're that... If you're another person like that and you've never played GTA since, like, the early ones, play this game. Try it. If you have a 360 or a PS3, at least rent it. Don't bu- you don't buy it, but just try it. They have improved on a lot of things. This yeah. is not the GTA you remember. Well, in a lot of ways, it is the GTA you remember. Yes. But in a lot of other ways, it's not. It's definitely an evolution. It definitely now warrants 
the new Roman numeral four. The the new engine that they have made is great for the game, in my opinion. And I can't wait for the downloadable stuff to hit yeah. 360. Uh, I think it's now the first quarter, early first quarter next year. There's going to be an episodic release. Some GTA mission. I, forget, I don't know what it is. I think it's going to be the last quarter. Like, I think they push it to, to like, January. But I'm not okay. sure. But anyways, try this game out. It's fun. And if you like GTA at all, you're going to love it. And if you didn't think you liked GTA, try it. You might actually like it now. The, the only thing I really have to complain about is that I think the radio stations aren't long enough. I think they're only about an hour, so you end up listening to the same stuff over and over again. Even yeah, that's, that's a pretty true. light complaint. <laughs> well, I have a feeling that once, you know, Blu-ray or some other form of media standard really takes over everything, that mm-hmm. we'll have so much right. more space to actually put stuff on it. Exactly. So who knows? Maybe the PS3 is our future. But our future is now. And now we're going to stop this podcast and go play some GTA 4. Yeah, let's do it. Bye. Dad, Dad, I hit a home run. Dad? Just a second. Dad? Look, can't you see I'm tapping out an email to work? But it's Saturday. All you care about is your email. That's why mom is fucking your best friend. I said, I'm sending an email to work. Shut the fuck up. The bittersweet personal email device. Always on. Never at home. Try the constantly connected, perpetually disconnected, at work 24-7 future of the bittersweet. Be everywhere and nowhere with instant email. The bittersweet. This has been the Awesome Cast. If you want to learn more about us, or if you liked us, check us out on the web at osmcast.com and leave a message or a comment in the comment section. Awesome Cast. So awesome, only three letters can contain it. Or you can leave us an email at osmcast at gmail.com. Or you can send us a voicemail at the Awesome Line, area code 206-426-5063. Bye-bye.